Welcome to day four of Music Education Basics. Today's the day you've been waiting for. We're finally talking about music reading, music notation, symbols, and intervals, how to introduce it in an intentional and musical way, and help support the development of reading skills, strong reading skills, in those you teach little by little. If you haven't watched or listened to days one, two, or three, go back and do that first before working through this lesson. There's a reason why I waited to talk about music reading until day four. The content for days one, two, and three comes first. And it's important to lay that foundation and develop a solid understanding of those concepts before diving into today's content. Now, if you're just tuning in and you need a little bit of context, Welcome. I'm Ashley Danu, musician, educator, writer, and entrepreneur. And this is Music Education Basics, a free five-day video and audio series that functions as a precursor to my course, The Art of Music Teaching and Learning. It's an eight-week course for music educators that's designed to help you refine and cultivate your teaching skills by developing a deeper understanding of teaching and learning processes, learning goals and assessment, and creative curriculum design. I know that defining who you are as a teacher and figuring out how to portray that in your teaching practice can feel like a daunting task. I know what it feels like to second guess yourself and your teaching approach, to ask, how do I know what works and what doesn't? I've compiled everything that I've learned from two conservatory music education degrees and over 15 years of teaching in church, college, and community settings to help you develop a creative, sequenced approach to music teaching and learning that feels authentic to you. And while I believe that effective teaching starts with you, that's not all there is to it. The secret to success and feeling confident in your work I've found is to develop an approach that's authentic, but also rooted in the work of exemplary teachers and philosophers, and built on proven theories about how people learn music. This is what we focus on in the first half of the course, reflecting on your teaching philosophy and practice, studying the teaching philosophies of the masters, exploring elements of effective teaching practice, and discovering elements of your own. In the second half of the course, we focus on the learning side of the equation, the music learning sequence, evaluation and assessment, how to design a creative, cohesive curriculum, and putting it all into practice. My hope is that by the end of eight weeks, you'll know why you teach and why it matters, recognize personal and professional growth as you refine and cultivate your teaching skills, and develop the confidence to teach with intention, inspire musical creativity, and promote meaningful learning. Enrollment is open, and I would love to have the opportunity to work together. Go to ashleydanu.com courses for all the details. Okay, let's get back to music education basics because today's lesson is so good and so important. We've talked about the value of listening and responding, developing a musical vocabulary, and experiencing musical expression and movement. Now, let's talk about music reading. Just like learning to read language, music reading follows listening and responding, developing a musical vocabulary, and 
active musical experiences in a natural progression, as we've been reviewing this week. If you're a choir director or an elementary music teacher, I recommend introducing music reading, as in holding a score in your hand, around second or third grade. Again, it all depends on how much musical experience children have had by the time they come to you. We tend to introduce music reading a little sooner in one-on-one settings, like piano lessons or other beginning instrumental studies, but in choir, you can usually wait until third grade and spend more time with rote learning and gradually bridging that gap. Start by introducing music notation in small doses. Simple tonal or rhythm patterns, like we talked about on day two, or a short song with mostly stepwise motion to highlight direction on the staff and how the notes alternate between lines and spaces. For those of you who teach piano, some method series use a gradual staff at the beginning with only two to three lines and two to three spaces, basically using only what's needed for the given melody. Then once learners are able to grasp the concept of steps and skips up and down using just a few lines and spaces, the rest of the musical staff is introduced. Again, think about how we learned to read. If you have kids or young students, think about how they're learning to read. Think about how much time they spend following along in a book as they listen to someone else read. Eventually, they start finishing the sentences and pointing to the words as you go along. They learn simple words like cat and dog and start being able to identify those words in the context of other books. This is what we're trying to do with tonal and rhythm patterns. They're like the sight words children bring home in first grade. Think about how many children's books have the words cat or dog, hat or sat, red or green in them. Now, Think about how many songs you know that have the patterns do, re, mi, or do, mi, so, or music that uses the rhythm patterns ba, 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 or ba, 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 ba. Once you've given your students a chance to review the basics of reading patterns and reading on the staff, help them learn how to develop their reading skills going forward. Here are a few helpful steps for that. Step one, show them a printed musical example, something short, maybe just eight bars or so, and have them study it for a minute, looking for patterns, note groupings, and things that are repeated. Give them a few things to find, like a scavenger hunt. Look for patterns, melodic and rhythmic, things that look the same. Find the dynamic markings and color code them. Red for forte, blue for piano. Look for familiar intervals, things that you've prepared orally through warm-ups and other things, and distinguish between them by drawing a box around the thirds, a triangle around the fourths, a starburst around the fifths. Trace all the phrase markings. Identify the meter by looking for the time signature and describing what it tells us about how the rhythm is organized. Step two. Establish tempo and meter by counting off a measure and have them tap and count the rhythm of the given example. Step three, establish tonality by playing the tonic chord and starting note, or if you're working with instrumentalists, 
Have students find their hand position and anticipate the notes that they need to play in that given key. Have them think the example silently and then sing or play it out loud. Step four, ask your student or students to evaluate how they did. Reflecting on tonal and rhythm pattern accuracy, phrasing, steadiness, fingering if that's applicable, dynamics, and any articulation that's marked. Then sing or play it again. This is a great activity to do at the beginning of your lessons, classes, or rehearsals, or in the middle when you need a quick break from other things that you're working on. This last step is so important. The reflection and evaluation piece is how we learn and process new information and bring meaning to our experiences. In The Art of Music Teaching and Learning, which opens for enrollment today, we have a whole module on this topic. We talk about knowing what kinds of questions to ask to gauge true understanding, how to accurately measure and evaluate student learning, the difference between aptitude and achievement, formative versus summative assessments, what they are and how to use them in your teaching, plus tangible tools to show you what your students know in less than 30 seconds. Enrollment is officially open. You can go to ashleydanu.com courses for all the details. Also, if you downloaded today's workbook, look for a special discount code in the back. And for those of you listening to this on the podcast, you can sign up for free at learn.ashleydanu.com to access all the Music Education Basics workbooks that go with this workshop this week. There's a link to that in the show notes. To sum up our lesson today, begin introducing music reading little by little. Start with familiar patterns and opportunities to compare things that are the same versus things that are different. Teach tonal and rhythm patterns like words and language. And present them in familiar and then unfamiliar order. And finally, give your students an opportunity to read and practice silently before playing or singing out loud. This will help them develop audiation skills like we talked about at the beginning of this workshop. Your challenge today is twofold. First, I want you to experience music reading for yourself. So pull out a new to you piece of music, an etude, a hymn, a Bach chorale, or a solo piece. Choose an eight bar section to start. Tap and count the rhythm, then play or sing as written without stopping. How'd you do? Take a minute to reflect on this. Just like in step four that we outlined a moment ago, the reflection and evaluation component is an important part of the learning process. So take some time to really think about how you did. Note and rhythm accuracy, dynamics, articulation, fingering, tempo, etc. Next, think about ways to support the development of music reading skills in those you teach. I wrote out the sequence that I talked through a minute ago in today's workbook, so you have it in writing. Take a few minutes to think through what this process looks like for your students and jot down some of your own ideas for teaching and developing music reading skills. Look for a summary of everything that we talked about, plus a helpful worksheet in today's workbook. Plus, 
Don't forget to look for the special discount code for the Art of Music Teaching and Learning. This is only for those of you who are tuning in and participating in the Music Education Basics workshop this week. Tomorrow is our final day of Music Education Basics, and we're talking about one of my favorite topics, creative musicianship. It's going to be a good one, so I hope you'll join me right back here tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening today. For written notes, related links, and more information on today's topic, visit ashleydanew.com fieldnotes. You can find me on Instagram at ashleydanew. This episode is part of a special series called Music Education Basics, a free five-day workshop for music educators. To access the corresponding videos and downloadable workbooks and sign up for email notifications each day, visit learn.ashleydanew.com. Enrollment is open for my signature eight-week course, The Art of Music Teaching and Learning. Visit ashleydanew.com courses for all the details. Again, thanks so much for tuning in today. See you next time.